With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hour number two on a Monday, October 30th. Heavy Saints Bears talk. Saints 20, Bears 12. And Saints 5 and 2, five game winning streak. Last time we've seen that, 2013. And I don't think the Saints are going to be foiled by a Tom Brady to end the winning streak. They'll be playing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Next Sunday in the Dome, that seemed to be reeling. As other teams in the NFC are staying afloat, the Bucks are kind of taking a little dive. And so uh, another one of these games where the Saints are going to be expected to win. Uh, but seemingly, they play Tampa. It's never easy. So I'm sure the Saints will have this same mindset. It might be something uh, that could be another ugly win if they win the game. And so, uh, look, it's something that I talked about, Jeff, in my column that ugly can still win. And it, it, when you get on these winning streaks, not all these games are going to be pretty. Look, I, I think the headline on our sports front uh, to my column is perfect. Five for fighting. It's basically they're fighting in every game, uh, especially the last couple of weeks, just fighting and figuring out ways to win, different ways to win. Drew Brees brought it up yesterday that even though he's he seemed kind of discouraged with the way they they played which rightfully so you need to put the game away when it's in your hands in the fourth quarter but he said using different strategies depending on the opponent and depending on the situation and the Saints have thrived in those situations even when things happen that they don't anticipate yeah and I think right now they're 13th in scoring defense 20th overall I think or maybe 23rd in total defense so they're skewing and trending upward on defense after they got through those first two rough starts against Minnesota and New England and you got to think it's going to continue that way the way Tampa Bay's playing and what did they score three last week yesterday against Carolina I think um, they're struggling man they're in a tailspin and I wouldn't be surprised if there were some changes down there if they do not get back to close to 500 I mean this this was supposed to be a big year we kept hearing about how Tampa's young and they got these young leaders and Jameis Winston and in that group and they've got some talent man they've got talent all over the place but they're just not putting it together he'll hard knocks curse maybe they lost 17 to 3 at home to Carolina so of course I'm assuming whenever the line comes out I'm sure it's out by now uh, the Saints will be a, probably a pretty significant favorite to Tampa Bay but uh just to lay out hour number two, no guests. We don't do guests on Monday by design because we want your interaction. We just kind of want to get all of our thoughts on what happened over the weekend. 504-260-1280 is the number to get involved. Still going to hear from uh, Sean Payton from after the game, Michael Thomas. Uh, I got a chance to catch up with him 
myself for literally a minute before other reporters came up. So we'll play what he had to say to a couple of my questions. And then we'll hear from Cam Jordan, his thoughts on the defensive performance and and being on a five-game win streak. And took a little, hmm, I guess I would say, uh, took a little to heart with a certain columnist from the Chicago Tribune wrote. It wasn't even bulletin board material per se from a Chicago Bears player, but the coaching staff turned it into motivation just from simply what a columnist wrote. We'll uh, we'll talk about that as well. Also, later on in this hour, we're going to talk about the Pelicans. Big-time win against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jeff, you covered that game. We'll get your thoughts on that. And they take on the Orlando Magic tonight at the Smoothie King Center. So we'll talk about that later on in hour number two. And also, LSU, Alabama, big week. We know that's a primetime game coming up on Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. And LSU, we knew they'd be underdogs. We knew it'd be big, but it's bigger than we've seen in nearly 25 years. It's massive. It's incredible. So we'll we'll talk about that as well later on in the show. But let's stick with Saints-Bears here, of course, because that's the big conversation, Saints. Five and two, and Jeff, they win, they move on, and for good teams, that's what you got to do. Yeah, you know, there's just as backing up to what we were talking about earlier, uh, seven-point favorites against Tampa Bay this week. That seems a little low to me. I don't know why. But the early line is – the Saints by seven. In the NFL, that's kind of a uh, standard line when you're heavily favored, seven points or r- roughly around there. Well, neutral field, they'd be four-point favored. Tampa always plays them pretty tough. I think I think they've probably taken that into account as well. I think what, yesterday you were like nine-point favorites. I don't so know what it was cover. at the end. It was eight or nine, so they didn't. A caller yeah, just called and said it's a seven-point. Oh, okay. okay. That's but you and I, Larry, did have that kind of game ma- – uh, doped out ahead of time. I think our scores were very similar to what they ended up. I mean, not that we were soothsayers there. I mean, you could kind of figure that it was going to be a low-scoring game, but it was about exactly what I expected. Yesterday. Yeah, I picked 27-16, and it's it, – Right. It, you know, it, but, yeah, basically not some blowout, but eight points, 11 points still, it, at least uh, mm-hmm. potentially a two-score game because if you missed a score on the extra point, two-point conversion, be two points. So let's uh, – Let's go to Frank here on the phone lines. Frank from Mysteryland, 504-260-1280. What's up, Frank? Thanks for calling Duncan Holder. What you got? Hey, look, uh, it's obvious that nobody knows what's a catch in the NFL, so let me let me expand into running the football. If Mark Ingram's running into the line and he's got control of the ball and his forward progress is impeded, he stood up and then he starts to go backwards and they pull the ball out of his hand, what, how, how is that a fumble? Hey, Frank, actually, you know what? Sean Payton brought that up in the post game. He, he wasn't sure about that particular fumble, not the one where he was stripped, but the other one. Uh, he, was, he was curious about that call as well. Uh, look, I mean, it's uh, – I don't know. It, it's something that, I, like I said, Payton questioned, but – Obviously, the the referees and decision makers, uh, they I don't know. Frank, they, they that, ruled it a fumble. Frank, that comes down strictly to the officiating on the field during that play when they blow the whistle and rule that his forward progress is stopped. But you make a good point. It's it, you know where's the fine line there between when his forward progress is stopped uh, and the same thing with a continuation of a catch like we saw with Zach Miller. 
Uh, and this is just the NFL trying to legislate it as best they can, but there's going to be some gray area in both of those situations. But the, the Ingram fumble strictly came down to when they blew the whistle, and he, if he continues to fight, uh, they, continue, they, they will bite their whistles until uh, they see him kind of stop uh, his forward progress. Wow. Counterproductive, gentlemen. All right, well, thank you so much. All right, Frank, appreciate the phone call. Uh, it's a good point, though. Yeah, absolutely. But, look, that caused the ugly win, the fumbles. We know that. Uh, Will Lutz, clutch kick, got it done. Saints win 20-12. to Let's hear what Sean Payton had to say. Uh, look, and they've won five in a row. And let's hear what he had to say about, look, ugly wins happen at times when your team is on a streak and is hot. Sean, you've been on teams where they've gotten on runs, and it's not like every game's always pretty. I mean, just the fact to get a win, and despite some kind of shooting yourself in the foot sometimes, I mean, it's still got to be good for well, this look, locker room, right? You know, and I, I said this about their team. No one's going to, three weeks from now, ask the Bears how they beat Carolina. They just know that they beat Carolina. They're not going to ask about seven rushing attempts. You know, John's smart enough to understand how hard it is to win in our league. And so, you know, five weeks from now, uh, this will be a, a win. What's most important, though, is that we can clean clean up the corrections, mm-hmm. so that down the road, you know, it doesn't cost you in a game that becomes more significant. So, I think Sean's point's great. Look, you look at it, and teams, when they see the Saints coming up on a schedule, they're going to just see a few weeks from now, because it's not as fresh in their mind. Look, the Saints just keep winning, and I think that's a great point. And of course. There are things to clean up, no doubt. Third down on offense, you need to clean that up. Run game, as far as giving up big plays. Because when the Saints tighten up, they had a ton of tackles for loss and some short games. But those big runs skew the stats and put the Saints in some bad spots. Look, I think they're confident right now. They're getting healthier. They're getting, supposedly, Delvin Bro back. I mean, this team is... I think got to feel great about themselves. I mean, their teams around the league are losing players. The Saints seem to be gaining in health and I think gaining in confidence. And they get Tampa Bay at home. Tampa Bay is in a funk right now. It's a perfect time to play them. And then you go on the road. You and I were talking in the press box yesterday. Up to Buffalo. When we all looked at the schedule in the preseason, we thought that was a, probably a, a sure win or at least a, a good chance of getting a win. Now that looks like a tough a very tough game for this team, as does the the road trip to Los Angeles. Absolutely, yeah. Two teams that are unexpectedly playing well. And, Jeff, you're talking about confidence. Look, I, I caught up just for a minute with Michael Thomas. Uh, I asked him a couple questions. And, look, you know Michael Thomas. He's not some rah-rah guy. He's a confident guy, though. And, and he knows that everyone around there is getting confident. Let's hear what uh, what Michael Thomas had to say uh, after the win yesterday. Five in a row. I mean, that's that's a pretty good streak you got going on here, and it's. Uh, I mean, it's been a while since we've had something like this here in New Orleans. So, just your your thoughts on just kind of getting this win and the kind of just the streak you guys are on in and of itself. Man, honestly, that's what I came here to do. When I got drafted by the Saints, when I got the call, second round, and uh, they picked me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on a mission uh, to win games here as fast as possible. Um, take advantage of the guys that we have in the locker room, like Drew Brees, Cam Jordan, these great athletes. I'm playing, I'm surrounded around, mm-hmm. and try to bring more guys with me. And that's what I feel like we're doing. We're starting to build, starting to get a lot of momentum. We just got to keep building, get better in practice, eliminate all the noise. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Outside and just keep uh, getting better every week, week in, week out. And I assume you guys figured this would be kind of a black and blue, kind of slobber knock kind of a game. I mean, just despite some of the, the hiccups to get this win uh, despite, you know... Yeah, it, win's a yeah. win at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a couple ups and downs, but it's fine. We fought together. That's, that's, that's what makes this game fun. Team sport, and you, you know, sometimes when offense is not doing what they're supposed to do, and the, the defense plays and complements each other, and I feel like that's, that's what happened today, and um, I'm just happy to be a part of this. I hear his comments, and I just think back to a year ago, you know who probably wouldn't have spoken like that after a game uh, in the wide receiver core? You would have probably oh, gone on Instagram and boy. started pouting. Five wins, so what? It's still a business decision. I'm not getting touchdowns. I'm whining, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I would disagree with you there. I think Brandon Cooks was, is being labeled as a malcontent a little unfairly. That's my opinion malcontent as in he's not a bad teammate but he still could whine about not Uh, getting being involved because look michael thomas is the number one receiver on the team everyone knows he's the number one receiver super high expectations go look at his numbers they're not these gigantic numbers but you hear somebody like this in the locker room when everybody's winning and everybody's buying in this is what happens and this is this is exactly what the saints need out of their number one wide receiver even though look he had he had some key catches yesterday and Seven catches, 77 yards. That's a good game. It's a solid game, game but it's not DeAndre Hopkins had umpteen billion yards yesterday. Kudos to you, though, for getting in the word slobberknocker. That was a great line. I love slobberknocker. It was like my inner Jim Ross from old wrestling commentating days. A slobberknocker! I don't know why it popped in my head. It just did. And that's what that was yesterday. It was the perfect (laughs) word to describe that slugfest. And, uh, yes, the Saints won a slobberknocker, and... They don't win too many slobber knockers, at least in recent years they haven't. So this team's evolved and matured into kind of a gritty street fighter mentality, and uh, it served them well yesterday because Chicago came after them up front. And, I mean, I was impressed with Chicago. I mean, I think they – I don't know if John Fox is the guy that I want to try and leave into the promised land in the future, but he's done a good job of rebuilding what they're doing there. Well, what about Ryan Pace? He's brought in some nice pieces. Yeah. Give him some credit. No, I think so. I mean, I still wonder a little bit about trading up to get the quarterback. I mean, you, you invested so much in, in Trubisky, and then you got these handcuffs on him every week. I mean, if you're going to run an offense the way they're running their offense and just handing the ball off, why are you going to invest and use all those draft picks? To, I mean, you can get anybody to hand the ball off. Well, they probably figured their first-round pick, who's looking more like a bust every week, Kevin White, I mean, he can't even get on the field for years, plural now. So I think that's part of the problem. And, uh, look, they probably figured maybe Alshon Jeffrey might stick around. Well, that didn't happen. And so now you're where you are as the Chicago Bears. I mean, they're, they have no weapons. The fact that Trey McBride has got to be your leading receiver is some – uh, essential nobody, and he shredded the Saints a little bit because he was left wide open. But, uh, look, the fact, though, that they put the ball in his hands, he threw it 32 times as opposed to seven, and that's that's exactly what the Saints wanted to happen, and he only had 14 completions. And so and his quarterback rating yesterday, 46.9. Whoa. 
I didn't know that. So not good. He uh, made some good throws, though. You can see why he was so highly thought of. I mean, he's got athletic ability. I think uh, Kenny Vaccaro jokingly said, uh, you know, he was turning him into – I forget who he re- referenced. Oh, well, I, I wasn't some, around when, some great, when he was speaking. He said he was like Jim Brown. We were turning him into Jim Brown or something funny. Uh, he said, you know, he's a really good athlete, but he's not Michael Vick, and we were turning him into Michael Vick. Um, yeah, he, you know, he had like a 50-yard run or something. 46-yard run. Right. I mean, he, and showed some some wheels, maybe better wheels than Brandon Coleman showed early on. Oh, poor Brandon Coleman. But Brandon Coleman's had a quietly sneaky good year. Don't you Don't you agree? He had one catch, 54. Every week he has a significant catch. Right. Every week. Oh, using that Sean Payton line, significant. He loves that. He used that earlier. When he at post game press conference, you can count on Sean Payton using the word significant. He always uses that word. Larry Holder, Coach Speak McGee over here. Absolutely. <laughs> He's rubbing off on me, Sean Payton. We've Want- heard him so many times, it's like osmosis. Exactly. Let's uh switch gears to the defense next segment. Let's take a break right here on the show. And when we get back, we'll hear from Cam Jordan and let's t- let's focus in on some of the great performances on defense. Then probably the last 20 minutes of the show, we'll talk Pelicans. They've got uh, coming off two big wins, specifically on Saturday night against the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James, which they're a bit of a mess. But, hey, you, you win, so what? That's a confidence builder. They take on Orlando tonight. And LSU, Bama week, will start a little bit of a conversation because LSU is one big underdog going to Tuscaloosa. So we will talk about all of that. Coming up, Sports 1280, NOLA.com, and the iHeartRadio app. Duncan Holder. When the sun beats down and burns the tar up on the roof. This is Duncan Holder on Sports 1280, New Orleans. You wish your tired feet were fireproof. Welcome back, Dunk and Holder. You missed any of the show. Sports1280.com, NOLA.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and we've got this new fancy contraption that's not going to ruin YouTube. It's like a lifesaver. I know. Jeff coming up clutch with the equipment, and of course, thankfully Clyde can assemble it because Jeff literally just took the box, threw it at Clyde, and said, I don't want to touch it anymore because you might ruin it. And it's working flawlessly right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. We have Knock no, on a bunch of wood. No buffering. <laughs> so I, I promised all of our loyal YouTube audience followers that we would get it fixed, and we did. So we just want you to know we deliver on our promise. That's significant. That is significant. Hey, there you go. Coach Jeff Duncan here. <laughs> 504-260-1280 is the number to get involved. Let's go to our phone lines. Martin in Dallas. Martin, thanks for calling hey. Duncan Holder. What you got, Martin? Hey, man. How y'all doing? We're doing great, uh, great. Defense uh, is really fun to watch and play. Um, you know, I, you know, it's just fun to watch and play. We're watching the game out here in Dallas, and um, you know, they needed that. You know, they needed that. They needed they needed a, a play, and and other other years they needed a play in games, but no one would make the play. And we've seen it. Um, Kenny Vaccaro last week. Um, like yesterday, and then I'm also loving the way they get. They, I, I'm liking the celebration that they're doing. They all coming together, taking this 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 picture, and it's fun to watch them. And it's it's a different situation to see the defense kind of carrying the team because you know the offense will click one game, and they can catch on fire. So 
I'm looking. I hope the team just keep on going. You know, I hope they be able to keep on um, putting it together. Who knows what can happen going up against um, Carolina and Atlanta later in the season. That's all I had to say. All right, Martin. Appreciate the phone call. And you're right. Look, this it's a it's a defense that gets it done. Don't discount also Kenny Vaccaro uh, with the good coverage uh, forced the turnover on downs as well. So don't don't forget about that. And then yeah, of course, Marshawn Lattimore uh, with with the interception to kind of seal the game. Uh, let's hit the phone lines again. 504-260-1280 is the number to get involved. Dave, one more time. Who, who we got? You just blanked. I forgot his name. Oh, Dave. Brian and Destrahan? That's is, it. Is that right? Yes. Total <laughs> guest job. Total, just threw out a name and guessed a city and got it right. Hey, Brian, appreciate the phone hey, call. Hey, good what job. You got, How y'all buddy? doing today? Good, Brian. Um, I was at the game yesterday, and after uh, Ingram's second football, I don't know if y'all talked about this before. I kind of got on a little late, but uh, I kind of noticed he, you know, he was standing there after he fumbled, looking at the jumbotron, kind of in disbelief or whatever. And as the defense was running on the field, the Saints defense, it looked like one of them kind of told him something as they were running on the field, and Mark Ingram kind of started chirping back at him. I don't know if anybody else caught that or if anything was brought up about that. Who was he chirping with? His own defense. Uh, as the Saints defense was running on the field, it looked like one of them kind of turned back and told him something, and they kind of had words for each other. Yeah, I didn't see that. I mean, I know Mark Ingram's one of the most popular players in the locker room. Right, I mean, right. From, I mean, his best friend is Cam Jordan, uh, so I would be surprised if it was anything more than maybe, you know, competitive juices flowing. Yeah, I mean, and that, look, that's, sometimes, that's yeah, sometimes you get frustrated. If you do it once, okay, but you do it twice, you, you I mean, it you deserves it. Come on, man, you got to – you got to do this, you know. It's and uh, but look, at least, at least, you put in the defense in some situations where they've got to win the game for you, and they're they're doing it. I mean, look, how often have, have the Saints had to uh, try to rely on the offense to get it done? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But at least the offense. And look, Mark Mark Ingram took complete ownership of it. We played it in the first hour. He That's said right. he sucked a, a different variation of eighteen times in his interview, and he he. He stood up for it. I guarantee you he would do it in his teammates and have no problem doing it. Yeah. And, and look, I, I think he's someone who's going to rebound from this. And, Brian, you know, he's I, a, I'm sure you know this. He's a very emotional guy, too. He's one of those guys that wears everything on his sleeves out there. It's easy to see how he's feeling. He doesn't mask it very well. That's right. That's right. And it's competitiveness, competitiveness just like you said. So I appreciate you all taking my call. All right, Brian, appreciate it. Let's take one more phone call right here. And then we'll uh, take a break, and we still want to hear from Cam Jordan because this is an interesting uh, tidbit from the game. Uh, let's go to Will in Uptown. Will, thanks for calling Duncan Holder. What you got? Hey, fellas. How y'all doing? Hey, today, Will. Man? Good, man. Hey, Good. Look, hey, look, early in the show, uh, one of you guys said uh, Tim Crawley be getting picked on, so I'm trying to figure out what y'all mean about him getting picked on, and I think he's the most un- underrated player on a defense that's been making a real difference i'm gonna sit back and hear what y'all got to say on that all right well well he's being picked on because you don't want to throw at marshawn Lattimore. that's number one because marshawn Lattimore, he's become shut down so of course the balls are going to go to the other side of the field and lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Look, it's... Lattimore's better than Crawley. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. But no, has Lattimore played well? Sure. Has he been questionable, let's say, trying to make a tackle? I think we've seen that a few times this year. Golden Tate, probably not the best tackle. What, are you talking about Crawley? Yeah. Not, yeah. The, not the best tackle. Uh, Brett Hundley, Kenny Vaccaro even gave him a look, wondering, what are you doing? Why don't you pop the guy? And then he gets in the end zone. And, uh, and then we've seen some blown coverage. What? Uh, there was another tackle attempt where it went – well, look, for, for an undrafted rookie free agent out of Colorado, a guy that wasn't, you know, no one drafted him, he's playing extremely well, but he also is giving up some plays. And, and I'm not saying he's terrible or anything. I mean, but he is giving up some plays. There's no question people are going at him, and they're going to continue to because Marshawn Lattimore is playing at a shutdown level on the opposite side, and he's going to have to rise to the occasion. And, look, he's going against – some limited quarterbacks right now, too. I mean, we're talking rookie Mitch Trubisky, Brett Hundley, a backup, you know. I mean, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. You know, they, they haven't – Matt Stafford was the best quarterback they played in this run, and he was banged up. And really, everything was a three-step quick, get-it-out-quick uh, strategy by the Lions because he was limited in his mobility. And you saw last night, I mean, he didn't really put, put much up. I mean, he passed for a lot of yards, didn't put a lot, a lot of points against the Steelers. So – I think the jury's still out yet on this past events, but the right now I think their opposing passer rating is 79, and that is extremely low. I think it's in the top eight in the league. That includes big games by Sam Bradford and Tom Brady. Right, yeah. so they're getting it done, but, uh, you know, not against elite-level quarterbacks right now. And Ken Crawley, I will say this, Will, uh, he had a picture-perfect pass breakup. I think it might have been a third-down play. Uh, Trubisky was trying to throw an out route, and Ken Crawley, no pass interference, reached across with the left arm, swatted it away. It was perfect. So, look, we're, don't make it like we're bagging on Ken Crawley. He's, he's just going to be picked on because Marshawn Lattimore is kind of – he sat on that peninsula, and he's carving it off, and he's making his own island out there. So I, I, don't make it out like we're, we're saying Ken Crawley stinks. That's not the case at all. So – uh, let's hear what Cam Jordan had to say after the break because I want to get to this because I think it's funny and interesting, uh, just kind of the bulletin board material that uh, uh, columnist from the Chicago Tribune gave them and his reaction kind of came out of nowhere and, and a lot of reporters didn't realize where it was coming from. I knew exactly where it was. And so I kind of spell that out. And then we'll leave our final segment, talk a little Pelicans, talk a little LSU. I mean, look, always talk about Mondays we can have five-hour shows. So we're trying to jam it all in. But Saints-Bears dominating the conversation, rightfully so. Saints won five in a row, and uh, they could, they're favored to be six in a row against Tampa. So 
Uh, we'll hear from Cam Jordan coming up next. Sports 1280, NOLA.com, and the iHeartRadio app. Duncan Holder. Teams, your sports 1280, New Orleans. Welcome back, Duncan Holder. Cam Jordan, of course, playing extremely well this year, and now his teammates are certainly complimenting him uh, with with their stellar play as well. Uh, But let's hear what Cam Jordan had to say about. Winning this Bears game, a wild game that in years past, this team might have lost. New year, new team. Um, and at this point, we are now sitting at 5-2. and two. Uh, I'm not going to say we're streaking, but I'm not going to say we're not streaking right now. Um, like I said, uh, we got a lot of things to clear up. We had a couple uh, runs. Well, one run broke for, you know, uh, 40 or so, 50. And then Trubisky took off and ran one. They brought it back, and then he ran the second one. That's something that the D-line has to contain. That's something that we have to focus on uh, on getting back for next week. Now this is where it gets a little interesting and funny. <laughs> now. Now. <laughs> Cam Jordan asked about getting on a streak and his answer is uh goes off on a little bit of a tangent and i, I want to get to where he was coming from so here's cam um it does it does uh wonders for confidence as a defense um at the same time you know at this point we're we're expecting ourselves to get better every week and we're slowly getting there um i can only say you know i wish there was more sacks left on the table but that being said uh i feel like that first one uh i don't, I don't think who i think we know who the cupcake was there was a cupcake reference sometime this week I'm pretty sure we're going to call these Chicago Bears sprinkles, but maybe we won't. You know, um, we do know that there was a divide in this line that somebody was a winner and somebody was a loser, and we know who won. I guess at, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. This is in direct response to Chicago Tribune columnist Steve Rosenblum. He wrote a column leading up to the game basically saying, that this would be Mitch Trubisky's coming out party as far as they're going to take the reins off and let him throw, and this would be the perfect defense. I'll just quote uh, Steve Rosenblum's column uh, saying, uh, the next opponent is a cupcake. The NFL ranks the Saints' defense 10th worst. The Saints stand 4th worst on 3rd down. They're just outside the bottom 10 in passing yards, and their average of allowing 4.9 yards Per carry ranks second worst in the league. The Saints present a buffet of bad defense. The Bears ought to eat well. There's more reason to expect more from Trubisky this week. There's more reason to expect the Bears to let him do more. Mm-mm-mm. Look, I don't know know that columnist very well, but he just sounds very outdated. Uh, sound like a lazy take on a team from a year ago, not this year's Saints. I don't know what he was thinking. Well, when I put out a tweet yesterday, no doubt this Chicago Tribune column became bulletin board material as Cam Jordan referenced it postgame. He retweeted saying, are there still bulletin boards? And is it requiring a columnist's words for motivation to do your job a sign of a cupcake mentality? Bro, you're just doubling down on stupidity there. Sorry. Sorry, Steve-O. Yeah, I'm not sure what – that was a bad take. I mean, it really was, and I think it showed in this game. I mean, the Saints, 
are playing very sound defense. Yes, they're giving up a few plays here or there. It's going to happen in the NFL, but they're very sound in almost every phase. And I thought A.J. Klein had a very kind of sneaky good game yesterday. He made a couple big-time plays. He knifed in there. I was talking to you about it on the two-point conversion, kind of forced a rush throw by Trubisky. Then he made a nice pass breakup. Uh, he was really good in pass coverage yesterday, and that's something we haven't heard or seen from him a lot of this year. I think Manti Teo did very well against the run. He sees it, breaks through the hole, gets in there. Craig Robertson, let me tell you, since Alex Anzalone's gone down, you knew Craig Robertson. He he had a solid year last year filling in at middle linebacker. Obviously not the most optimal spot that they wanted Craig Robertson to play, but he has come in and been outstanding. I mean, he makes plays every game. Uh, he's not putting you in bad spots. He's making tackles for loss, uh, stripping Matt Stafford. Uh, he has been, again, a pleasant, pleasant surprise because, once again, we did not anticipate him being put into this role. And like like we've talked about over and over, this linebacker core doesn't have any Luke Keekleys on it, but it's got very good, solid pros that are smart. I mean, these guys are very smart. They don't make a lot of coverage mistakes. And it reminds me a lot of that core they had back in the early Peyton Breeze era with Shanley, Mark Semino, Fujita, even before Vilma got there. They were just very sound in all phases. They were good in coverage, good against the run. And they make a play or two here or there, but they're not going to make anybody's Pro Bowl team. But that's that's okay. That This team is built on the front end and the back end, and those guys just have to get them in the right alignment and play response, uh, assignment football, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, and do you see some blown assignments sometimes? Sure, and I think that's one of the things where Sean Payton says after the game, look, better teams are going to beat us if we if we blow these assignments. Say the big run to Jordan Howard, the blown coverage by uh, – I'm not – I haven't seen the film, so – it looked like maybe Ken Crawley. I don't know. But it left Marcus Williams chasing and Trey McBride's wide open, and they he gets a big game. That was the exchange, like in a bunch. Right. And that happens to the Saints a lot. That's one thing that they do struggle with, are those combination routes where receivers, two or more, and they run little pick plays and things like that. And that's communication and technique. And eventually, a guy will break free completely wide open. We've seen that happen all the way back to the opener against the Vikings. Yes, and we've seen in years past where it's really been a problem. At least it hasn't been as big of a problem. Right. But in years past, I just remember Odell Beckham scoring at least two touchdowns on the same pick play. and a, Well, not necessarily a pick play, but, you know, a rub route. Right, and right. And that was it. And, yeah. They, and no, it <laughs> it happens. I mean, the Saints are able to get open using those same things. We've seen Ted Ginn Jr. get open with some rub routes and some bunch formations. Uh, you know, that's a very common a tactic in the NFL and eventually if you're not perfect in your assignment or in your communication uh guy's going to get open so it happens I mean I don't think it's anything to worry about but you look at this defense and week by week they improve week by week they gain confidence and I forget which caller was saying look they look like they're having fun out there they're doing the photo stuff that's all good like that is all that's something that a hey, at least the NFL is allowing some of these guys to have a little more fun because normally that would be penalized. So they're allowed to yeah. get some swagger or, or swag, as uh, the kids would call it. You know, not not you, Jeff. You're not a kid. Me. I'm, no, I'm old. I'm, I'm sort of a kid. They're getting gassed up. Is that the new phrase? 
I don't know what that is. All, all I know is when I saw Kenny Vaccaro with a gas mask, I just thought, don't go Laramie Tunsil and get caught <laughs> using it as a bomb. I do, just I, don't do that. I do like the little uh, posed picture-taking campfire things that they're doing on the defense. Sure. They're fun. It's uh, fun. They're fun. They're having fun out there, and that's the way it should be. And so, yeah, the NFL's kind of figured it out, I think. There's a way to allow people to have fun. And But I did notice I was waiting on Jimmy Graham yesterday to dunk that ball over the goalpost after they scored, after he scored the game deciding touchdown, and he didn't do it because that is a penalty. Yes, as we saw with Cam Jordan when he did dunk it, on his pick six uh, against the Detroit Lions, uh, that that got him fined handsomely, and he was begging for help. No way, I'm not helping you pay your fine, dude. Come on, he was. Yeah, be- are you kidding? He's begging on. for a handout. He wouldn't even help me pay my traffic ticket, even though I didn't really have That's one. Typical uh, Cam. Typical Cam. <laughs> it is. He's snarky. Likes to engage. I love. Oh, it's, a good it's not snarky. It's fun. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm not criticizing him at all. It's of typical of him having. He kind of puts it back on you. One of his tactics, if you notice, post game. You ask a question, he, he asks a question back a lot. I don't know, is that is was that sack you know, he asks a ton of questions back and he just kinda rambles on his answers into like this. That's why you get the cupcake and sprinkles comment and it's I glorious. No, no, I'm not I'm not <laughs> criticizing him at all. I'm making an observation, but You're it's very kinda crusty. Nope. Not at all. I'm just just like observant. Drew said to you, crusty old Jeff. Just saying. He didn't say crusty. Nope. I, but, boy, did my antenna ping as soon as of course. he said that to you. Boy, oh, boy. Everybody. Well, it's the truth, though. He knows the, that they're getting some breaks this year, and uh, they didn't get them in the past. So the gridiron gods are shining on the Saints. No doubt about that. Let's take a final break right here on the show when we get back. Brief Pel- talk Pelicans? on the Pelicans. Look, we'll be talking more Pelicans tomorrow because they play tonight. And, uh, look, if they win tonight, four out of five. And, look, Orlando's not playing bad basketball at all. So, That'll be a tough challenge after a a pretty significant and emotional win considering who you played against Cleveland and LeBron James on Saturday night. So we'll talk Pelicans, and we'll go through some LSU point spread history because right now they're making history as they're a gigantic underdog going out to Tuscaloosa. So we'll we'll switch gears and talk about them in our final segment here. Sports 1280, NOLA.com, and the iHeartRadio app. Duncan Holder. Holder on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Saints aren't the only team on a roll. Pelicans 123-101 against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Pelicans now 3-3, three three, having won two straight. They take on the Orlando Magic tonight. Of course, you can listen to that game on our sister station for iHeart New Orleans, uh, 99.5 FM WRNO. And, of course, Sean Kelly will be on that play call. But, Jeff, you were at the Cavs game. And, of course, Anthony Davis coming back certainly doesn't hurt your chances. But, look, it seems like when you get the production you got out of the starting lineup, I mean, we were kind of complaining for a little while about how they, they weren't getting any points scored off the bench and you needed that because your starting lineup wasn't getting it together but my goodness demarcus cousins goes triple double 29 points 12 rebounds 10 assists anthony davis goes 30 and 14 drew holiday scores 29 etuan moore scores 24 all of these what 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 team was this it, it was it was 
probably a stunning performance uh, against the likes of LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, when they get that kind of production from Drew Holiday and Etwan Moore, there are few teams in the league going to beat them. It'd be nice if they got some production from somebody else. I think those four players, four of their five starters, accounted for 92% of their point production. Uh, but that's not going to happen every night. They were just on. They played extremely well, uh, and they shared the ball. The first half, they had 25 field goals and 21 assists. That's exactly what Alvin Gentry and assistant coach Chris Finch are looking for from this offense. But the bigs, and the bigs I'm talking about, Boogie and the Brow, Davis and Cousins, have to trust their teammates and be willing to share the ball. And when they're putting the ball in the hole like that, they're going to do it. i got a great stat for you, by the way. This is from Elias uh, you know, the guys that run the NFL stats, uh, they're really good. Cousins now, after six games, has 194 points, 83 rebounds on the season. He's the first player to average at least 30 points and 13 rebounds in his first six games of a season since Shaq in 94-95. And before that, Bob McAdoo, 75-76. So that is kind of puts into perspective what an incredible start DeMarcus Cousins is off to. And think about this. Look, he had to put him on their, his back in Sacramento. And luckily for the Pelicans, Anthony Davis wasn't injured worse than, than maybe anticipated. And you get that production. Yeah, look, we're not going to expect Etwan Moore to be 10 of 13, 4 of 6 from 3, and score 24 points. I mean, no. if you get 10 points a game from him, you you got to be feeling good because that means you're going to be getting other production. And, look, you didn't need Jameer Nelson to play 35 minutes. He played 19 minutes uh, and didn't even score a point. But he was plus 10 when he was out there. Uh, what you're seeing, though, a little bit, and we saw it certainly uh, against the Cavs, is this twin tandem is causing all kinds of problems for opponents because the league is going to this uh, small ball lineup and kind of positionless basketball. People don't know what to do with Cousins and Davis. They don't have quite the matchup issues. And, look, I've been critical of DeMarcus Cousins a lot, uh, but he is clearly maturing. He's clearly coming into his own. He's playing with confidence, and he is a handful. No matter what you want to say about him, he is difficult to match up. And there are only so many people in this world that are 6'10", with his kind of size and power, that have as soft a touch as he has. I mean, it's just remarkable how soft his – shooting touch is in the paint even when he drives in there and takes all this contact he's able to finish uh, because he's got such a soft, soft shooting touch and that's very rare for a big man and 32 minutes he didn't have to play uh, a ton of I mean look obviously that's that's still not a shortage of minutes but it's not the 40 plus minutes he's been having to play uh, the, the first couple of games so that's obviously a good thing but but Jeff they're three and three They've won, what? Two in a row. Two in a row. Three of their last four games after starting, what, 0-2? Correct. And so now they're going to take on the Orlando Magic, who, surprisingly enough, are 4-2. And, And, uh, Jeff, this is a game on a Monday night. Look, the crowd. there's not going to be this jazzed-up crowd on a Monday night. So you're basically going to have to create your own momentum. But you you look at the way that – the Orlando Magic are playing. Uh, look, this is going to be a challenge, and probably an unexpected challenge, as like I just alluded to. That uh, they're four and two, and they're coming off wins off of well, Cleveland's having their problems, so they beat Cleveland, but they also beat San Antonio pretty soundly. Yeah, I, I look, they're one of the surprises in the NBA, 
Aaron Gordon, a very high draft pick a few years ago, it kind of had a fair to Midland start to his career. He's playing lights out right now. And Evan Fournier, and then a former New Orleanian, I mean, I guess former New Orleanian, a New Orleanian, DJ Augustine, playing very well. Alfred Payton, I think, has been sidelined for a little bit. Uh, that's that's a team that um, will give the Pelicans problems if they don't come to play. And this will be a test, I think, tonight, Larry. You mentioned it. What's the maturity level of this team? Can they take care of business? Because it's not going to be the same environment we saw uh, on Saturday night. That place was rocking. Smoothie King Center was jazzed up to see LeBron James and the Eastern Conference champions. And look, the Orlando Magic, they have a legit center. So they have a legit five with uh, Nikolai Vucevic, 20.8 points a game, nine rebounds. So they they ha- have someone who could probably at least hang one guy with Boogie. But then you've got Anthony Davis. Uh, well, exactly right. That's, a, that's the issue. Like, how, how do you match up with both of them? It's, it, it's creating as many matchup problems as defensively the Pelicans have sometimes when they have to match up with small ball lineups because they've got the two bigs. But so far, uh, I like to see this. I like the way this team is developing. 7 o'clock tip. Smoothie King Center tonight, Pelicans hosting the Magic, of course. Again, listen to our sister station uh, for all things Pelicans games, uh, 99.5 FM WRNO. Now, Alabama LSU, we're going to be talking heavy about this. LSU kind of fell off the map last week because they are on a bye, so you didn't talk too much about them. But there's going to be talk now. Of course, it's the big primetime game. CBS always holds the rights to that game to make sure it's primetime, and it is once again. And Alabama, number one, LSU 19. But, boy, LSU is going into this game a gigantic underdog, according to some of the Las Vegas lines. LSU is a 21-and-a-half-point underdog, according to Vegas Insider. And, Jeff, the Tigers haven't been an underdog of 20 or more points, this according to our own Andrew Lopez, since October 8th of 1994, when Florida was a 27-point favorite over LSU and the Gators won 42-18 to in that game. And LSU has been a double-digit underdog 14 times since that game, and the Tigers are 3-11 and overall and 5-8-1 and against the spread in those games. We will discuss this in great detail this week. That's going to be a huge game, and I'm sure with Clyde, who's visited the studio... On Thursday, we will make our college picks, which I'm surging toward Clyde's lead. Well, you made no Not picks after this you week. didn't make any picks this past so week. So now yes. you're, you're going to be surging nothing. In fact, I think you like I'm going to just make it to where you have to pick a game and I already know who wins, and you don't know, so you just have to make the pick. And I hope you do terribly. Stirred the pot. Mm-hmm. What if they get all your calls? Great show today. You missed it. Sports1280.com, NOLA.com, iTunes, SoundCloud. YouTube page. So come on back. Big week. Lots to talk about. So don't miss any episode here. Sports1280NOLA.com and the iHeartRadio app. Duncan Holder. I thought love was more or less a given. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.